Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for the bigger picture. Ryan, of course, you're going to be discussing the surprise announcement by the Bank of Japan yesterday where BOJ Governor Haruhiko Kuruda shot markets by doubling a cap on 10-year yields. That sparked a jump in the yen and a slide in government bonds. What yeah, happened after? that has the potential to send shockwaves through global financial markets because the BOJ has been very committed to defending its 10-year yield cap and that has served indirectly as an anchor to helping keep borrowing costs low around the world. So it has triple effects to watch out for. Let's look out for them with Jerome Tay. He is the investment analyst for Asian Fixed Income Team at Aberdeen. Morning, Jerome. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on the show, Jerome. Now, let's talk about what's playing out in the market so far this morning. And it looks like as we wake up, headlines are still making the news around the BOJ's surprise announcement. In terms of reactions so far, what are you observing that really stands out? And are the reactions actually overdone? Yeah, I think the immediate reaction is um, clearly, you know, higher Japanese uh, youth, um, followed by the stronger yen yesterday. And that led to the you know, flow on impact to higher treasury use as well. Generally, I think the BOJ had indeed surprised the market yesterday by expanding its 10-year government bond yield target range from plus minus 25 bips to 50 bips. The move has deepened the yield curve estimation and definitely provided um, support to the yen yesterday. We saw um, yen appreciating by close to 4% on intraday move. However, rather than altering the monetary conditions, it looks like the main motive behind the move appears to be on the back of addressing some of those functionality issues within the bond market itself and to address some of the kink in the yield curve previously as well as to support market conditions for corporates. Yeah, and Jerome, of course, the big central bank that investors are focused on is what the Fed is going to be doing in the year ahead. And when you look at what's playing out for inflationary pressures, um, a lot has been focused on how or when the Fed might pivot. If you look at the recent signs around inflation, is it indeed moderating as much as they need it to be? Yeah, I think looking at the recent data, um, at least for the past two months, uh, inflation had seemed to have peaked in the US. However, I think the issue right now is not whether inflation has peaked, but rather um, one, on whether the speed of moderation will be fast, and two, whether the Fed's credibility are being questioned by the market at the moment. So if you look at the inflation um, while it has picked uh, 7% year-on-year, inflation is still a huge gap from the Fed's target of 2%, especially given the current tightness in the labour market, as well as the strong wages growth that we had witnessed so far. Therefore, in my opinion, it would be hard to see a rapid pace of moderation to 2% in the near term. Um, at the same time, the Fed's credibility has yet again been challenged like before, when they previously viewed rising inflation um, as a transitory phase. So right now, while the Fed is talking hawkishly, um, financial conditions had actually eased relative to the third quarter this year. And this was especially evident from the divergence between the market's reaction we have seen last week um, versus to what the dot plots had indicated. Yeah, of course, the focus will be on what that plays out in terms of implications for markets next year. Jerome, what's your read into how this will be supporting the US dollar strength? It has been quite strong this year. Where is it going for 2023 and what does it mean for Asian markets? 
Yeah, I think there will be a um, there will be a couple of macro drivers um, to the dollar next year. Um, so arguably, um, more rate hikes in the first half of 2023, as well as the slower global growth, should keep dollar supported. However, I'm also wary of the continuous easing in China's zero COVID policy, and that could potentially offset some of those dollar strengths, especially given the high valuation in the dollar um, right now, um, which tends to give us more upside to any form of dollar weakness. So um, this was evidenced by the sharp depreciation seen in dollar since November, when the market was very quickly to was very quick to turn their positions. So um, against those backdrop, um, I would expect the dollar to be trading choppily, uh, moving into the first half of 2023. Okay, and talking about dollar strength, we have to talk about how that will play out for other Asian currencies. When you look at 2023, which will be the more resilient ones and which are the more vulnerable ones? Singapore dollar has been doing quite decently this year. Yeah, so I think firstly, you've mentioned Singapore dollar, right? I do expect the Sing dollar to, to at least appreciate on the back of stronger Sing year. So what we have seen is that, um, you know, CPI, at least on core CPI, which the NES um, is focusing at it is currently um, still anchored at a very high level. So with the upcoming one percent GST hike, um, that should eventually put more pressure onto the CPI itself. So um, I do expect the NES to um, tighten monetary policy further in the in the first half of 2023, either through a meeting or the April's um, meeting next year. So in terms of which other currencies would be resilient, I think. As I mentioned, I do expect dollar to be choppy, so I would prefer to express agent FX risk in a relative value manner rather than against an outright dollar. I think one resilient example would be the um, IDR. The, the Indonesia's current account had already turned into a surplus in September this year, and we could potentially see importers repatriate those dollars into rupiah next year. Um, secondly, the foreign holdings of Indonesian government bonds had already fallen to a low of around 13.9% from 19% since the start of this year. And we have started to see that bottom out. So with attractive use in that space coupled with the low real effective exchange rate, I think the IDR will be a key outperformer amongst the Asian currency basket in 2023. All right, Indonesia and Singapore could be the ones to watch for next year. And we've been talking about how this year has been quite a tough one for fixed income and bond investors. So what should they be doing differently next year? Yeah, I think the key change into next year clearly is that more central banks in Asia will be ending their respective tightening cycle. So under such a macro shift, fixed income as an asset class will definitely be a key beneficiary given the current attractive use. So having said that, I think it will be very crucial for fixed income investors to invest for the long term and diversify their portfolio in order to ride out any form of short-term volatility, at least in the first quarter of 2023. Um, not only that, uh, investors should also navigate risk actively and be more disciplined on fundamentals, focusing things like strong balance sheet, uh, as well as a positive idiosyncratic tailwinds, rather than just chasing purely yields or currencies that have been beaten up the most here today. Aaron, look at the durations of these uh, fixed income instruments and bonds. What should they be looking out for? Um, I think generally they, they need to really look at the long term. So I think right now what we have is that um, the market is pricing a terminal rate, uh, the Fed terminal rate of 4.9% um, versus the, the, the Fed's dot plot of 5.1%. I think that get there, you know, whether market is calling the bluff of the Fed, I think that there would definitely result in some short-term volatility. But generally, if we look at the medium term, I definitely like duration at this point, um, just given that you know, at some point moving into next year um, or early next year, we should start seeing market pricing in recessionary risk. 
as well as some form of break cuts to come at the end of the year. So that would definitely be positive for, for duration. All right, look out for fixed income next year as well. We've been chairing Jerome Tay. He is the investment analyst for Asian Fixed Income Team at Aberdeen. Jerome, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.